Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining season two, episode seven of Uncovering You with Nikki G, featuring sociologist and sexologist Nicole Argood, MA, aka Nikki G. That's me, your host and in house expert. Today, we will be discussing men and sex, and this is going to be the international edition. Our special guest is AZ. Welcome, AZ. Thank you, Nicole. Glad to be here. Now, AZ, before we go deep in this conversation, the audience needs to know where you are from, how long you've been living in America, and also tell us your age. Okay. Uh, my full name is Ajimar Hiromer, but I go by the name AZ. That's the actual nickname to my first name. I'm 32, uh, was born in Nigeria, came here when I was nine and a half, almost 10. And so I've been here since that long, since 97. Okay. Very interesting. As you represent a very unique and specific viewpoint in that you are from Nigeria, Africa, can you tell me first the, and the audience, not just me, also the audience, the Nigerian cultural perspective on what Americans refer to as romantic relationships, dating, courtship, marriage? So I know you've been here since you were 10. So mm-hmm. you may follow the same kind of ethos as I guess of the American cultural experience now, but your parents are from Nigeria, were raised um, in Nigeria, and that's their culture and their way of life. So you can speak to that if you like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I would say based, and this is all personal, based off of my experience, I was raised um we dated dating is dating with a purpose you know we're catholic then we're jehovah witnesses and then non-denomination so that was beat pretty deep into my head is that the uh, religious um journey because you said about three you said Catholicism yeah, and then mm-hmm. jehovah witness and then non-denominational so that was their, mm-hmm. their religious journey yeah, that was the journey I went through. And that's the journey you went through. So now mm-hmm. they are, your parents are still non-denominational? Yes. And you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, non-denomination. Do they adhere to any of the traditional African spiritual systems? Uh, No. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, you can continue. Okay, so yeah. So dating was, you know, I always said, focus on your books. That's a typical African West, especially West African kid, focus on your books, and then when you get to college, after you graduate, then you can start talking or dating, uh, and then you know marry because dating was to lead to marriage. That was the express purpose of dating it was mm-hmm. to have enter that in the courtship, and then end up in marriage, and then have kids. So your timeline was laid out: finish school, don't talk to girls, go straight to college. Do your masters. If you're gonna become a doctor, do that. Then you can start talking. But you, the story eventually changes when, <laughs> after you, you know, you hit like 24, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, you're not talking to anybody. You're still single," you know. Mm-hmm. And and from you know from girls that I know that African, it's like their mom says, "Like, when I go to get married, or when I go to start dating someone, so you can give me grandchildren." So it's like the story totally switches when. You know, when you're in college or done with college. So, but dating was with a purpose of getting married. So, married. I'm going to state this back for the audience. Basically, the Nigerian cultural view of what Americans call dating, romantic relationships, court, we, they really don't do courtship anymore. They That's a lost art for Americans. Um, and then they get to the institution of marriage <laughs> sometimes. Um, but the Nigerian cultural view audience is dating with a purpose and that purpose is dating to the courtship to lead to the marriage. And so AZ for you, how are you doing dating in America? Uh, how am I doing dating in America? Uh, I think I'm doing good. Uh, I don't know what the comparison is, so I'm just going to. Are you dating the what... way in the Nigerian way? cultural way or are you yes, dating in I'll, the American way? That's what I'm asking you. Uh, I'm dating <laughs> in, I guess it would be in the Nigerian way, or well, in the way I was raised, let me say that, because, mm-hmm. you know, each household is different. 
but in the way I was raised, which was culturally influenced by my parents, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, if, you, if you're going to be dating, when we date, we, it's it's a courtship in descent. And, you know, I recently had talked to my parents and they're like, well, it's now, it's, you know, now it's changing. Like I said, the story changes. Before it was, you date to marry. But now they're like, Oh, you don't always have to date to get married. You know, you could just date around to see who you're compatible with. So the story has changed. Again, like I said, story changes as you get as older. You get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um How do you feel? Yeah. So have you dated um African women and African American women or only I mean different races? What? Uh so yes, I've dated African women. Uh, West African women, more specifically, mm-hmm. and I've uh, talked to um, African American women, and I've uh, also uh, dabbled in uh, some South American women. So, when you say dabble, were you dating or were you having sex, talking? Because I know there's a difference there with dating. You said you still adhere to the Nigerian cultural view with dating with a purpose, which means, you know, in America, they use dating very loosely when dating usually translates to friends with benefits or just fucking basically for a purpose. Mm-hmm. That's the it, it, courtship is not even on the table. A lot of people are not even thinking about life commitment. Even if the, the standard traditional form of marriage, they're not even thinking long-term commitment. A lot of them. And that, and I won't say necessarily women predominantly, <laughs> Um, but there is kind of a viewpoint there where dating is used very loosely, like they use friendship, like they use love. So you're still adhering to the dating with a purpose. So I don't want to use it loosely with you. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you consider the women in South America? Did you consider yourself dating them or were you engaging them in a sexual manner where it was a sexual understanding engagement and that's it. It was never going to get to the dating with a purpose. So I was only in Peru for two weeks, and um, I went there. I had no intention of um, having sex at all. Um, <laughs> in, in Peru, they were apparently I did not know this. They have not seen a lot of black people. Like they have brown people, like you know, they're pretty like uh, let's say Indian brown. Um, uh, uh, so like Indian, like the India country, like my like their, their skin country. Go ahead. Yeah, they're a little bit darker, like yeah, you know, darker. Um, but not black, not because I'm dark skinned black. Mm-hmm. So um, they've never seen, they don't see, apparently they don't see much. And I didn't see anybody because I spent a week in uh, in the suburbs of Lima, uh, in Miraflores and Barranco. And then I spent another week in uh, Cusco, Machu Picchu. So all, the whole time I was in Lima, I did not see another black person um, at all. Um, but when I was in Machu Picchu and Cusco, which is up in the mountains, um, I saw a lot of black people, but they were all international from Britain, America. So when I was living in Lima, that's when, you know, it happened. And I didn't approach the women. It was the other way around. The women actually approached me and, um, Did you, you know, find that aggressive and- or assertive? Um, I actually appreciated it. Um, <laughs> because usually... Um, when a woman likes me, I don't know. I'm one of those oblivious guys that doesn't know unless you right out say it or approach me, you know, and state it blankly. I will miss it. So I find it interesting. So I and the the culture around sex is is not like in the Western world. The women are liberal. Yeah, in Peru, they uh, it's not it's not a how would I put it. Sex is not demonized or made to be some kind of only men can do it. It's like men and women can equally participate or engage or start it. Um, and it's, it's just what it is. I don't know if it was just because of the age group no, that age group when, when uh, that was when I went there, what was that? I was 27 when I went there, 28. Yeah. So I, I was hanging around with people around my age, 28, 29, 30. So, um, so you went there and you had no intentions of having sex, but you get there and you have sex. So was how did you have sex with one person, two, more? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. so 
<laughs> so um the actually okay so it's interesting so i landed in peru at 11 p.m and um the airbnb i was staying was an hour away from so i get to the airbnb i was staying with this you know this um teacher she's she was 33 around that time yeah and she and her friends were there you know they were about to go out to the club and so this is a Friday night, so they were about to go to the club, and they were all engineers and accountants. Like, she was the only teacher. Everybody else was either an engineer or an accountant. And they were like, come on. And keep in mind, it's landing. I'm like, it's 12 p.m. I'm like, no. They were like, what you going to do? You're on break. So I was like, sure, why not? So we went to, like, a club district. And so we were dancing. So I do salsa, the kazumba. And so, you know, I was doing merengue. So, you know, we were dancing. Mm-hmm. And then... um. There was this lady that was part of a, you know, her friend. She had a girlfriend that was dating this guy. So all three of them came. So she asked her friend's boyfriend to come talk to me. Uh, keep in mind, they speak Spanish and I don't speak Spanish. So he came to talk to me, but I didn't understand what he was saying. So luckily the engineer, one of the engineers, they, the group that I was with spoke English because of the type of job they were in. And so they translated and said that, she wanted me to talk to her. So I went over and <laughs> this is so, um, I don't know. It, it was just so interesting that I, I prop open my phone and thank God for T-Mobile. I got service, you know, it's included in the service package, Peru. So no extra daily charges. And I started using uh, Google Translate from my the app on my phone. And that's how we were talking. We're texting back and forth, like literally... I'll say probably like three hours. Found out she was a museum um, tour guide. And uh, so, yeah, we talked about a lot of things. And then she invited me back to her place. And so that's how that happened. How was um, it? I, I would say I've, <laughs> I felt used. And it was you? also strange. So it was strange because her friends also came back into to her place and it was like a studio. So it wasn't like, and so I know when I agreed to go back, I didn't know they were coming. But when it came, I was like, how's this going to work? It just turned on the lights and it just happened. But I felt used because, you know, she got hers, you know, and then she just fell asleep. Like she was just saying, El Negro. And I was just like, you know, she was just, I was just like, oh, really? So, yeah, that's why. Okay, I so that was that experience. That, Is that some other experience? What, what, what else was happening? Because I said one or two and then you was like, uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, so you, so, yeah, like, um, so that was the first, that was the first, literally the first night I was there. And then, like, Thursday, um, because I left uh, Lima, on Saturday or is it Sunday to go to Costco? Um, I meet, so I had this Uber guy and he was, he just, he wanted to be my tour guide. So every time I wanted to head out, he would be the one to come. So we went, yeah, so I think it was Saturday. We went to the beach and then we went to downtown Lima. We went to like a lounge and, um, <laughs> and so uh this this two ladies sat talking um one thing led to another and two ladies started talking one thing led to another and where did it lead to a menage a trois yes it did. how was that for you <laughs> um it wasn't like i thought it was gonna be um i <laughs> ended up just think it was gonna be? say that first as quick as like summarize it what did you think it was gonna be you know, you just <laughs> it's like to be honest, like it, it, it was you seeing the point. You know, you just go for, pull out from one, go to the other one. But you know, the safety concerns. So I, was, of course, I was using rubber, but and good for them, they were being safe. So it's like you have to change from one. Uh-huh. You know, when you pull out from one, you got to change uh-huh. the rubber, and so you're just messing up the flow. So I just ended up sticking with one of them. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So on the scale of was it was amazing, it was great, it was all right. Where 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 you put that sexual menage a trois experience in Peru? Uh, 
I would say after I started focusing on one, I would say probably an eight. Yeah, somebody had that ooh wee. <laughs> <laughs> you was like, but this old going back and forth and changing condoms is not going to work. So basically, you went to South America, you went to Peru, you were not looking to have sex, wasn't even thinking about it, had sex the, uh, upon arrival, and then, was that your first time having a menage a trois? Yeah. First was it your time. last time having a menage a trois? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll do it again because I mean, like I said, I just it's it just end up focusing on one because it's throwing out the vibes. It's not sexy looking it's as it, it is in the porn. Yeah. All right, so we're going back to Nigerian cultural views. What is the Nigerian cultural view of sex? Like you said, dating for the purpose. What's the cultural view of sex? Man, there is there is no view. Like it's not even talked about. That's mm. the thing. Like your parents don't talk about it. Nobody it talks like about sex. It's, it's I won't say taboo. It's just like it doesn't exist till it exists. Mm. I mean, everybody. It, I don't know. Like they don't talk about it at all. They don't have. They don't give you the talk. You know about the birds and bees. Yeah, I don't have you any know, courses. You like guys call it over here. Like any sexology courses or majors. Um, I don't know. I didn't go to college over there, so maybe they do, but I yeah, doubt I it. Uh, because um, Nigeria was heavily is heavily Catholic, okay. and Joe with Joe openness and making so I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Um, but yeah, so sex is like doesn't exist, but it's somehow you're supposed to know all about it, you know, when you get married, which mm. is you know stupid. And 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 do you think that? with it having kind of like that let's we know it exists but let's act like it doesn't exist like we're not even going to teach it in an academic or spiritual sense do you think that it leaves a lot of young men and women somewhat clueless not just about the functionality of it but even the the emotional mental um psychological and the spiritual mm. elements of sex you know the connectedness we need to have first with ourselves in order to connect with someone else do you think that impacts how nigerians because i definitely know it impacts how americans understand sex i mean even though it appears to be a proliferation of sex here it's it's strictly functional down to down yes. to a fuckery level yeah you're so <laughs> right um like what you just said was you said a verse right there, a vibe or, or whatever you want to call it. To understand, to un, to enjoy sex, you first have to understand yourself mm-hmm. truly. And that's just, just for sex, but it goes for anything to understand life mm-hmm. in general. And to be happy, you have to understand yourself. And, you know, yes, the I think, you know, I know the discussion, the lack of discussion or the acknowledgement of sex hinders the relationship between men and women from the Africa but from Nigeria, I could speak specifically. Um but one thing we do know from my experience is that we know how to court. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when we go on our dates, we buy flowers, the mm-hmm. first date we you know, we give gifts and all that. But it's what comes afterwards. Like once you enter a relationship or even specifically even marriage, Things tend to change because then family influences start coming in, you know, cultural influence, you know, tribal influences. And it's like, yes, we did, you know, roles that were not there are suddenly in in it. So that's a whole nother story. But sex and, and here in America, like you said, it's like strictly functional. Like in my experience, my short experience of um, sex with African-American women, I've like they were like simple things that I think are just like should be expected a standard in a sexual interaction. They'll be like, I never had that. Or oh, nobody's ever done this for me. And what was to me, it that I'm like, saying had never been done for them? Um, you know, like the guy, you know, sucking on their breast or kissing their neck. Being you know, very attentive to her retina. entire body. Yes, hitting the original zones. It's just like you know, just hit it, and you know. Also, when a woman is about to climax, apparently, a lot of guys don't know that. That doesn't mean I used to be like this. So since I didn't know anything, but I had to learn because I, I, I wanted to be good. I wanted to be good at sex because I wanted to please my partner. I wanted to be able to please. So I, I learned. I heard feedback, 
I asked how I did and I got feedback and I improved. I learned, you know, you, you don't, you know that's not when you get ego. Because that was me at first. I'd be like, oh, she's back home. Yeah, let me beat her up. <laughs> and then it's like, no, that's when you, you keep the pace. You keep the pace. You might even slow it down a little bit. And then if she says speed it up, then you speed it up a little bit. But you don't want to go fast. You want to keep the pace or even just slow it down maybe about 5 10%. That's the key. But, yeah, that's, I mean, I was just like, they don't, you know, sometimes you don't even get orgasms. And to me, it's like, what's the point of having sex if you're not, like, to me, so, so I know. Women saying that they had not, that that you had sexual dealings with, were they saying they had not experienced orgasms or at all or in their life or not that frequently? What were they saying about that? Uh, they would say none that frequently. Like, for me, if you're going to have sex with me, you're going to get an orgasm and you're going to get more than one if I can help it. And that's usually, my, not to boast, but that's my streak is multiple mm-hmm. orgasms. So two or three, even more, depending on if the lady's like really like, you know, she's orgasmic herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, but, you know, my goal is not just for me because. Like, to me, what's the point if I'm just doing it just for me? So that's why, that's you know, I can't just have this. Is, and this is this does not mean that all American men are this way or that black men are this way or white mm-hmm. men. It doesn't mean that at all. We're just talking generally speaking is that, mm-hmm. you know, it's male domination here. It's very Eurocentric. It is patriarchy. So it is dominance in almost everything. It's always a power dynamic structure struggle. And it is to in it's almost like it's subconsciously programmed in a lot of people's minds, men and women, to dominate. To I have and, and they try to mm-hmm. dominate in every sphere. It's not in their subconscious to connect fully connect and interpenetrate that's not what's there or to honor or appreciate or to fully explore or experience it's to come in and you know assert oneself and you know and, and overtake something never to embrace something and i would say that's not just an american experience that's i think a lot of places especially those colonized. that were colonized by mm-hmm. the western powers it's pervasive yes. Yes. you know it's like um the men not saying the men should have been in charge or that women should have been in charge however you want it i'm just saying that when it comes to a partnership you say you're going to do life together yes someone should take a leap because you know without a lead i mean everybody has to airplanes have to have a captain and co-pilot or you know uh, captain and co-captain, pilot, co-pilot, but someone has to take the lead. But there should be a partner, a symbiotic relationship where they know each other's strengths by knowing it themselves, and then being able to study their partner and know, you know, what they're weak, so they could give grace to themselves and say, you know what, I'm not getting this, babe. You take the lead on this. It's not happening because you know, it's just like I'm the man. Right. That's because you goes, know what it is. They goes. equate. And again, this is under a Eurocentric worldview. And when I say Eurocentrism, that's what it did. It colonized, it invaded, it dominated. Right. So it, like you said, that's mm-hmm. why it's yes. pervasive in those areas where you you see you'll see that more, even though it may be to different mm-hmm. degrees, depending on if you're in, in America, if you're in certain places in Europe. I don't want to make it all monolithic, but you see it. And. Yes. The thing about it is, is because they're equating domination with leadership. They don't, they don't equate leadership with partnership and leadership with balance. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it's more an Afrocentric worldview, especially an ancient African comedic, that there is balance. It's a mm-hmm. necessity of the feminine and the masculine principle. And one is not to overtake the other. Now you also have with Christianity, and you, you may see it in other religions as well, but I'm going to speak specifically to Christianity, where you have strictly the headship of the man. Again, there's not, there's, there isn't anything innately wrong with that. The thing about it is equating headship with domination and that someone else yes. has to be subordinate. That's the mm-hmm. problem. Is because people don't really think about what they're being taught. They're not thinking about or contemplating they just go either they're going to accept it or reject it instead of is leadership 
and male leadership in and out of itself wrong no it's not is male headship is something wrong with it in and out of itself no it's not it's a misunderstanding occurring with what leadership is and that's because of whose worldview is being imposed on others it's not necessarily what other groups believed initially before invasion and colonization the thing that you were speaking to before but so yeah. you do see it a lot here but mm-hmm. i wanted to um, the reason why I was asking you about, you know, getting going deeper with what were the African-American women saying is because sometimes when African-American women are trying to voice these particular things, they're seen as being conflictual with their uh, mm. African-American male counterpart. And it's not that I think that they that that both need to get to a place of let's let's not say who did this and who did that and tip for tat. Let's get an understanding. I think people, that that is really underrated in the world. Understanding. It's true. Very, Very underrated. True. So, okay. Let me go. We, we're going to stay in the thing because we can really get into some <laughs> sociological things here, but I want to keep it to the men and the sex. So, But it's sex and it, sociological game. Right, so that's what I do. It's no, And they are not understanding. And, and again, people are like, they want to put what I do specifically in a performance functional level. They want me to teach them how to have orgasms, how to do oral sex. You're still at a functional level and I'm trying to bring them all the way thoroughly up and through. And they've got to understand the context mm. in which they are developing their sense of sexuality, their, their sense of sexual identity and sexual expression. Exactly. And it's very sociological, it's very psychological and it's very spiritual mm-hmm. and it's very nature. Okay, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're going to keep that going. Let's get back to the women. <laughs> so the <laughs> women that you have engaged sexually, what was the general age range? 20s? Oh, oh uh, yeah. Uh, from t- 20, 30 to 40s. Yeah, 20 to 40s. Okay, and so do you see a difference in sexual expression and how comfortable the woman is in her sexuality in those age ranges? So you got, I want you to, speak to the 20s to the 30s to the 40s so 20s how are they doing their sexuality how are they sexually how are they you know in the actual experience how comfortable are they um it again that boys down the age really the age nothing but the thing as that as that thing goes boils down to the woman and her okay. experience of okay. knowing herself and the experiences she had, you know, sex. with sex, do you know, sex. with her, with men or women, because um, you know, I've had um sex with a woman that was bisexual. So, oh, tell wait a um, minute, we not gonna skip past that. Break, <laughs> break, bisexual. So, how was that experience with being with a woman that's bisexual? Well, I didn't know until after the fact. Well, after the first time. Um, but, I mean, it was just like being with a regular woman. There was no... There was no... There was nothing special to indicate. And anyway. there was no one else introduced. Um, to she hadn't told me. I don't know. She didn't, you like... She didn't say, you know, I want to bring someone else in or... Oh, Okay, no, so how serious that. was you all's relationship? Because if the person's bisexual, so they're attracted to men and they're attracted to to women, sexually. Yeah, oh, she, I mean, she had a her her woman um, sexual partner. Okay, and so you knew about it. Yeah, she told me later on. I was like, okay. I mean, it's not like I said I was in her, dating. She wasn't the the dating with the purpose. We're gonna do this courtship. Let's get married. Yeah, no, we were just talking. You were having about, a sexual like I, when I said we're talking, but it yeah. was dignified. It yeah. sounds dignified to me. So let me ask yeah. you about that. So I why shouldn't it be? It why shouldn't, shouldn't be? it be? And so that's I mean, another thing I advocate for is like I don't I don't do the religious dogma like you have to be this way, you have to feel this certain type of way. But people's dignity should always remain intact. That is a human being with a whole heart, spirit, soul, feelings, all of that. And so there's no reason that you that a person has to disrespect the person's um, being or their body or just act like they don't care about the person because they don't want a lifelong commitment. It's, it's like having an honor and respect for that person and that every time you, you two connect that it's still something very spiritual. It's 
feel respect. The person still feels honored while being with you. And the reason from my experience that, you know, the people feel some kind of way about, you know, another person's decision or another person's choice or another person's way of life is because they're not, first one, again, boils down, they don't know themselves. They're not. And because they don't know themselves, they're not happy with themselves. And so for anything that's different or someone that lives differently from them, it's instead of, instead of I'm going to try to understand because they don't even understand themselves. It's, I'm going to hate. I'm going to degrade. And I'm going to, that's their nature. And for me, like, I know myself. I know what I want. I know what I'm doing. Well, I mean, like, I'm, by day by day, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I have an overall plan, but, you know, life comes, life comes to you mm-hmm. different way. You know, it's just recognizing that, you know, yeah, you have a plan, but life comes in many different ways. You have to be able to adapt. But I know myself and I'm like, I'm happy with myself. So another person's choice. My my goal is that, not even my goal, just my, the way I carry myself is like, whatever interaction I have with another person is to help them, is to enlighten them, is to, you know, not, they would feel better about themselves than they did mm. before me. Not like, oh, I'm a super happy person. I'm Because you people look at me and be like, oh man, you just mean Morgan. It's not that I'm not trying to be like all smiles, but if you talk to me, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not, it's not to be a judgmental. It's like, if you ask me, I'll ask you, you know, we have a conversation and then if you get into something serious, I'll be like, do you want my opinion? If not, you know, I don't, I keep it to myself. If you do, I tell you, and then, you know, I just take your point, but I'm not telling you, you know, whether you should do it. And I was like, if I was you, I would do this. And this is why, but that is, you know, to me, that's how I approach life. Is is like I'm going through, and I'm a positive impact. But I'm not like a bubbly in your face, annoying. You know how you make those people. I'm like I'm minding my business, but if you enter into an interaction with me, you're gonna be better off you than you, mm-hmm. you know. So let me yeah. ask you this: um, Do you think, and this is something where no, I don't. I don't. I don't want to ask you that yet. Let's do this. Let's do this. So you've dated West, specifically West African um, women and African American women. When was mm-hmm. because you date with a purpose? Was yeah. your last serious relationship with a West African woman or an African American woman? West West African. African. Okay, and so was that? Did you? Were you to the point where you all were like discussing marriage, considering that you were, yeah, engaged? We were engaged? Okay, and so huh, this is this show's not about that. Um, and I don't want to get into her specifically because if she listens to the show, she'll be like, "No, he didn't." <laughs> no, <he> didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why did you decide? Because you're you got engaged, so your intent um, was to to marry why did you or her or both of you all decide you know no uh well okay it it was it was um my decision and um why i said no was because i did not have my peace you you didn't have your peace my peace okay yes my peace peace to me is a is is paramount there's nothing mm-hmm. above that um because uh peace is has health implication has outlook implication of how you look at life it allows you to be able to digest things you know you know life days come they're good and some that are really bad but it allows you and i realized you know that my peace was being robbed and you know Peace that I was supposed. To, this was supposed to be someone. Else, How to be long were y'all together? And I didn't feel. Ooh, um, knew each other since '09, but we started dating in 2012. So, uh, 2012, <laughs> eight years dating, but we knew each other for like okay, 11 years. Okay, so that was that was why. And so when you say your peace, your peace was it. And I don't want to go through the whole relationship because this is not what the show is about. Um, but 
Mm-hmm. That's a common thing you'll hear on um, people discussing that identify themselves as relationship experts. Men articulated on various shows. Um, I talked about it um, a little bit in my book, Woman Up, but that a man has to have peace. A woman needs it as well. <laughs> Definitely don't think she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems to be a common thing with men and it's this not having peace a lot of times when he is in these more serious type relationships, not all, but you know, enough for us to discuss it. And so when you say peace, what did you find? Mm. Was it that she was doing something in particular or was it that, you know, was there, was there pressure for marriage? What, what was it she was doing? Cause a lot of times women be like, he's saying he wants some peace. I don't even know what I'm doing or not doing. That's what women sometimes it's not that they're, they're trying to argue away this idea of peace or this reality, which it is a, a state of being in peace. But she's like, what is it? What, what, and of course, you know, you can disrupt peace can be disrupted in so many ways, but in your specific case, not that you have to list everything just to give women some ideas so they can kind of do some introspection. You know, what is it that could cause something that she does? She thinks is insignificant, but it, it does chip away at a man's peace. Um, okay. I'll give it broad. Um, so I'll say, um, she caused me to start worrying about her in certain aspects that I did not think I would have ever have to you do You said start someone. worrying it's about really her? Some... Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that I never thought I'd have to do with, especially with someone that I know was I've said I was going to do life with. No, it wasn't, uh, not trusting okay. like cheating way, but it was, it, it was a, Trust in another Financially? way. Financially, um, uh, nah, I'd rather not okay. go into that okay. part. We'll but yeah, and uh, and then uh, the other one was is um the control of the soon to be, of then soon to be uh, stepfather in the relationship. It wasn't until afterwards that I actually realized how influential he was in a lot of things, and it was it was like what we, you know, how the Bible says stepfather, her stepfather. But not stepfather. I said, I just said stepfather. I mean, father-in-law. Soon to be father-in-law to me. Yeah, so her dad, basically. Um, But yeah, it was. You know how you, the Bible says you leave your father and mother and you meld with another please, person? Please, well, please. you weren't melding with me. It was your dad was the man in your life, and I was just the the guy she was marrying. How do you put this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was the guy that fit the box. I was the, the checklist. I was the guy that checked the checklist. All right, that's so why I was. Let me get you out there because that's a more serious dynamic. This is about sex. So, since her, have you have you been in a serious relationship? No. Okay. No. And why is that? Uh well, I mean, it's just been a yeah, a little bit over a year. Um, so I know I'm not ready um emotionally. Uh and then also, you know, I'm I have financial goals for myself, so I'm not ready to pour the resources that because when I go into a relationship, I mean like I said, I date with a purpose, so I go in with a, an act, like For you know, the courtship to marriage. You, you, you are my wife. You, you financially, yeah, because you especially know, according to Nigerian and a lot of African cultures, he is, you know, treating her quite exceptionally well financially, gifting her quite a bit. <laughs> so, it, I mean, that's that's I mean. You know, I'm sure different women have different mm-hmm. experiences with different things, mm-hmm. but that's the way I roll mm-hmm. like a speaker. And mm-hmm. I know, like, to me, to date, like, it's a serious thing. Like, I don't want, I don't make light. I know people are like, oh, you, you don't have to take it that seriously. Even my mom said that. And I'm like, that's just not, I mean, you raised me differently for one, but that's just not set up because of the way I was raised. 
And yeah, I could switch, but that's not, I don't want to switch. And just, if it, I, I could talk, you know, uh, and I let people, you know, on my profile that I'm not looking for anything serious because I'm not. But when I do, um, you know how to say, don't expect your wife or your husband to act differently than mm. when they did when you were dating. I act like I'm your You act like you're uh, her husband for, while you're dating like, her because you I, date with a purpose and you court her. Yeah, I act like I would if I was. Yeah, because this nothing would change for me, my perspective. Mm. Nothing would change from when we get mad because it's not gonna be like oh it's a brand new day it's a whole new person that's born like i act like i'm already so, there you know what i'm saying now i'm not gonna be crazy and say let's have joint accounts or anything but no you know i we talk we text we have flowers you treat dates. her like you would treat your wife you know that, so so you're saying it has yes to be exactly the purpose it has to be worth the investment so now that you're at a place where you know okay you're not in that place or you haven't met that person or whatever else and other factors that that you have how is just simply having you know you you're still having sex though when when you want to or need to correct <laughs> yeah i have a high sex drive so, so do you have a, a do you have a yes. <laughs> do you have a partner or do you have a uh 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 uh, 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 uh which you, i don't want to call them concubines <laughs> Did you have a harem? <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> So, do you deal with? Do you have, a do you have friends? You all have that understanding, or do you have like there's a couple? I don't, I don't need a number that you're dealing with. Yes, what? Yes. <laughs> no, we're not gonna <laughs> slick around this question. You like yes, okay. So you just don't want to answer. So I'm assuming it's more than one person. Okay, I'll say it. it okay. And so, yes. are they? Have you had any issues with someone um, getting more emotionally vested than what they agreed to? No surprise, and it, I don't know if that's surprising or not. I I I don't have enough experience. I sh- I could say to say, but no, yeah, they they under they understand. They appreciate I the mean, honesty. Hmm. Yeah, because up front. I was upfront with it. And I think also before we even get into the sex part, like we are talking and we have developed a level of friendship. I'm not saying we're best friends or like super friends, but there's a level of friendship where you understand the mm. person's personality and the way they talk, their mannerism. And I know when I say something, I mean something. You know, I don't just talk to talk. That's if you see me out, like go out or anywhere, interact. When I say something, I'm saying it because I mean it and it's the truth. That's just it. So when I tell them, you know, I'm not looking for something, they don't, they're not expecting, they know I said what I said and I meant what I meant. That is- I'm just making sure because, you know, sometimes every now and again, it's, you know, it can be a part of the human experience. Sometimes, yeah, I'm not saying it can't know, happen. People start to feel a little bit more, a little deeper. Men and women. It's not strictly women that do that because it's yeah. men that wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it can't happen. That's why I said it surprises me. I'm surprised it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened so far. Oh no, that I know of anyway. Let me put it that way. <laughs> not that you know of. They've been they've been keeping it copacetic yeah. with no drama and problems. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then I'm gonna be like, man, this man. I was trying to tell him all kinds of. All ways. right, so. And like, okay, okay, so if you don't come out. And stay straight up. I might miss it. So, um, you have. We talked about earlier about you know sometimes you know people not understanding themselves and and I and I say all the time you can only connect with people as deeply as, as you know and have connected with yourself. How how deeply and intimately. Facts. Say that one more. Say it again. Say you it can again. only connect as deeply with others as, as you have connected and know yourself you've connected to yourself and i mean it mm. needs to be very intimate mm. very intricate a very thorough complete whole understanding mm. full you're full you know you don't need mm. somebody else to be mm. you know to add to you you are complete you're whole and you can move and exist and live and flourish thrive in that in that mm. energy in that space in that knowing and that power um but mm. we did talk about that and you said you know sometimes a lot of women have not um, experienced certain things um, and it's not 
it's more individual and what their experiences are. You wouldn't uh, attribute it to any uh, specific culture or race, ethnicity, or geographical location. What I do want to ask, though, to get a male perspective, and again, I want to say for the audience that he is Nigerian, so he's speaking from that particular viewpoint and lens. You don't have to agree with what he is saying. That is how he exists in, mm-hmm. in the world and his his background, his teachings, and how he's going forward in his life. Mm-hmm. So it is a lens, and we appreciate various lenses here on Uncovering You with Nikki G. So if I want you to give mm-hmm. voice to um, women who may be trying to figure out how to sexually please a man. Now, of course, it's going to be you know you're speaking to your to to yourself, but you talk do you you talk to other men? You hear things that other men say, right? Okay, so if you can yeah. kind of give a general, you can throw two or three of those out there. Give the audience, the women in the audience, some things that men are like. Hey, I really wish that. You know, my wife would do more of this, or that my girlfriend do more of this, or that women sexually were more this. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I preface this again by saying this is just from my lens, my experiences that I've gone through in life that has shaped my views. That doesn't represent all Nigerian men, all West African men, or even all Black men, all men in general. But um, what I've from my experience and from what I've heard is that um, they wish the women, well, they always say, you know, they wish the women would do this and do that, but it boils down to they wish the woman was knew herself enough and was confident mm-hmm. in her sexuality to actually do things, you know, of her own volition because she wanted to, because she knew her sexuality. Okay, so yes, I just exactly. wanted you to say because that. She knew her own sexuality. Because I telling women that for some reason, mm. go ahead. Yeah, so she, she knows her own self, knows her own sexuality, and she accepts it, and she loves it. Confident and she's in it. Pr- proudful of how, yeah, confident in it, that, you know, she enjoys the the act, you know, or the entire, not just the actual physical act, but the whole entendre that goes into it, the whole um, composition that goes into it before actually physically doing it. And so um, I think that's what, is mean like and from my experience that's been you know they they lack the confidence in themselves and they don't know their own sexuality to even begin let, to have the confidence uh, let me add another themselves. um and i'm just expanding not totally agreeing with what oh, you go said, ahead, so i'm just go going ahead. even further expanding mm-hmm. on that um with women is that i and, and this is not specific to america either it's a common thing it's definitely not all women but it's several it's more than enough is that Mm -hmm. they even look at sex as something they're doing for the man like like a role Mm -hmm. like a duty like a fun and then there's those who say no i don't you know i'm I'm getting to say and they're still at a functional level which is still going back to what you were saying that just understanding the full composition Mm -hmm. And the experience and the, you know, it, it being more interpenetrating, interconnecting, um, heightened, elevated, and definitely yes. not using porn as the standard. <laughs> oh, man. Porn will give you so disappointing. <laughs> like, it's good to, like, you know, jack off. Yeah, it shouldn't have come away alive for it, you. Like, let you it just play no. See how to do something right quick. Some some pornography can yeah. give you mm-hmm. a, a technical kind of let you see a functional. But after that, yeah. it's really going down to what I teach constantly over and over again, saying it over and over again. And I don't think they're connecting it to their sexuality and sexuality is about that in depth understanding, that soul level knowing, that soul level expression. Because mm. once she, once she, he, both men and women get into that. You fully connect to everything. Like yes. you live a, a very passionate life because everybody's looking for that passion, that intensity. People are moving because they keep trying. So sometimes they yes. have it at first, and sometimes you know, and then they want to recreate it again. But how how excited, how passionate, how enthused, how in awe of you are you? Yes, and that's completely right. You know, have knowing yourself leads to confidence leads to you 
understanding your passion so you can enjoy your passion you have confidence see, to enjoy your passion, passion so and it understanding it in a in a physical sense yes it's expressed in the physical but it is so spiritual level first then it's going into a psychological mm-hmm. then an emotional you you, you see they keep trying to compartmentalize mm-hmm. things that have to be in whole yes life is not black or white it's actually there's black that flows into white that flows into gray that flows into other colors too actually sometimes you'd be surprised so <laughs> you'd be surprised well look i have <laughs> enjoyed this conversation and so az do you want to you want to plug your business you want to tell the audience how they can reach you uh yes uh so <laughs> we we're just talking about passion uh, while I was in Peru, while preparing to go to Peru, I bought a camera and I started doing, you know, preparation for photography to photograph Machu Picchu. And so I somehow got into wedding and then I found myself in portrait. So you could check me out on Instagram, just type in Echo Alpha Media. And uh, I do mostly portrait photography, but I do weddings also. Um, that's my passion. I love photography. I love um capturing people in and showing them how the wall sees them you know the beautiful confident social media person is that full is. of it so go ahead and go see echo alpha okay because yes. we'll take care of you <laughs> now, yes you i will this compelling uncovering you you can visit my website at www.nikki.nikki.gspot.com my social media is on facebook and instagram i just started twitter in um <laughs> march so you know <laughs> hey join me on there i need some people to get on there but to get to everything nikki nikki g go to my link tree and it is at nicole n-i-c-o-l-e-r good g-o-o-d-e-m-a of course if you go to any of my platforms you can always get to my super link uh the 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 link tree that's going to lead you everywhere i want to thank you all for joining us and i will see you next episode 